0: This is Will, the voice of Andruk, everyone's second favorite member of the Brotherhood of Holy Spirits, after Detroit 12 Deep. We have a great episode lined up for y'all today, both educational and exciting, as we all learn a lot about shared property, bath brushes, and conflict resolution among circus performers. As always, thank you all for listening to our podcast. We have a blast making it, and hope you're enjoying it too. Uh, if you have a second, please consider leaving us a review or subscribing for future episodes as those things help us reach an even bigger audience. I also want to send a sincere note of gratitude to friend of the pod, Max Horwich. Uh, Max designed our awesome theme music and provided a lot of the underscoring in this week's episode. Uh, thank you so much for everything, Max. And with that, let's jump into this week's episode of The Heroes Die.
1: All right, fellas, I got a question for you. This is is kind of a tough one to articulate, so give me a second. But have you ever discovered that there was something that you thought was like a communal object in a living situation that you learned other people thought was very much a personal object? Mine is a little bit glaring. I showed up for college as a freshman without nail clippers, and my roommate, Jason, had nail clippers. And he kept them in his dop kit in our private bathroom, and I would just always ask to use his nail clippers. And probably a month or two into college, he goes, "Are you, are you? Do you think you're going to buy some?" And I was like, "Oh my God, uh, you don't like this, do you? You think of these as a me item?" And he was like, "Yeah."
2: <else>. <laughs> what kind of freak just assumes that it's cool to use another man's grooming supply. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, this was Sam 15 years ago, but still, holy shit. Oh no, my. no way would I ever assume that it's just cool to use someone else's clippers, comb, like toothbrush, any of that shit. Holy crap, no. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I like grew up, I never had my own. We just had like them in the bathroom and you would use them. And like, it wasn't like- You would use them.
0: (laughs) No,
3: I mean like, yeah, sure, Sam. My family also shared a set of nail clippers, but it was my family,
2: dude. (laughs) Yeah, no, I
1: get it. I get it now.
2: Now, I have not
1: since made that. I I didn't insist with him that he was being weird. It was very, very quick to be like, Oh, this is this is a private
2: thing. This is a personal thing. This is yours. He's been kind this past month allowing yeah. me to use this despite mm-hmm. his best wishes. Yeah. Now that sounds like a you problem, frankly. <laughs> uh, I can't really think of anything like that.
1: <laughs> Nothing? Like you never had a roommate who was like, "Actually, don't use my bowls."
2: No. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, no.
1: All right, I'm going to open this up a little bit. Less of a learning experience now, and mm-hmm. more have any of you ever used a personal item, like a hairbrush or something like that, of somebody else's with any regularity and like not told them about it?
4: Oh, well, sure. Uneven. Oh,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like shampoo, maybe every so often. Like, yeah, roommate shower situations you find you ran out yeah shampoo
1: shampoo isn't on that list for me bar soap would be yeah bar soap would definitely be on that. the
4: loofah is on that list like um, the washcloth is on that list now but the question but if if it's my body and it's rubbing it's on that list now now you would put the the bath brush in the same uh category as the loofah Cole. Rudy, what does your shower look like? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, the bath? What is a bath brush? Oh, bath brushes are the best—the old-fashioned uh, long brush. Yeah. You can scrub your back with them. You know? Oh my God,
3: Cole! If you don't know what a back brush is, it's the best. I mean, I now recognize the object, but have I ever used one in my goddamn life? No. <laughs> oh Obviously man,
5: they're quite nice, but don't use Rudy's.
2: I think. That's
4: <laughs> <nice>. uh, yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: Rudy's something he inherited <laughs> from a roommate <laughs> a while. ago.
4: <laughs> no, my point being is that is that now, for instance. A bath brush is is probably not unless unless you unless you're curiously proportioned, it probably will not uh, wash or scrub any. Did intimate. anyone else's
0: body dysmorphia just spike a little bit? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> really fucking gangly arms, fuck! What the fuck talking about me? Brother. I tried to think of the I nicest way to
4: put it, and it's true. Unless you are curious, podcast worse because we don't have to talk about our bodies. <laughs> I don't have to see
0: me. I don't have to see anybody
4: but a washcloth will end up in your crotch and in your asshole at some point so you don't want to share it but a bath brush probably won't and how probably won't that's not a risk i'm willing to take (laughs) i'm good for a
2: zero percent chance of that happening in my life thanks i don't care if i have to go a day without a shower that is a-okay by me someone's just like hey man well let's see where this fits.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mark the cat is long handle body. Thrive. Yeah, I can't tell <laughs> if you're recommending I buy this or like just no, no. It's just up. like it's it's like it's like a little mini commercial happening in the chat log. Like it's like. I know you've never heard of bath brushes. You should check it out. And this is a particularly nice model. This one's it's 4.3 cactus. out of 5 stars at
5: The Body Shop. I think this would be a good place to start. I just, I, If you guys are interested in
3: them, I don't think you should be led astray. Start with the bath. <laughs> that is The Body Shop with the cactus long hair. Oh, my
2: God. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. The, the fucking reviews of this. <laughs> Oh, God, yes. three out of four stars. Three out of five stars. Uh-oh.
1: Good brush, but smells like onions. Good brush,
2: but smells like onions. Oh the old one I had wasn't like that. They changed either the glue, the bristles, or something. I have to keep dousing it with strong or oil. Otherwise, it would have gotten a five-star. I'm sorry, word. dog. I'm sorry, semi-satisfied <laughs> customer from January 2022. That's you that smells like
4: onions, not the brush, dog. <laughs> Here's a good piece of advice, Sam. From a th- four-star view, give it time if you think it's too <laughs> abrasive. <laughs> <laughs> if you think it's too much for the first use, give it a week or two, because that's what I thought at first, but I got used to it. But, and after a bit, it actually felt nice. And now I look forward to showering. <laughs>
3: I think the maybe the, the the catchphrase of our podcast should be "Think it's too abrasive at first? Give it time." <laughs> time.
1: <laughs> Alrighty, Morgan, thank you for that gift. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm um, gonna brush this aside and get us back into the, world <laughs> <of> the
2: Hilarion.
1: <laughs> where y'all are approaching the town, having left. The Lindell Barn, where you rescued the Hoftons from some mephits. Walking back into town, you see some of your old colleagues, and they are getting a little rowdy. They're hyping up the town. When we ended last session, they had just spotted you. You recognize these three people Daring Danica, the lion tamer, with her lion Leandrus. There is the clown. Jellico Bounce Bounce. And there is Victor Volcano, the fire breather. And their eyes turn and light upon you. And daring Donica projects. Oh, look who it is. Look who it is. The cowards who left the Celestial Menagerie, now good people of Aberton, do not be taken in by these charlatans. My goodness, they could not perform
6: their
2: way
1: out of a paper bag, these cheap imposters. We, tomorrow, are going to show you a real show, not some immaturist Tyro parade of feeble animals in
4: struggling nobody. What? What say you? Now see here, struggling nobodies, we resemble that remark. D-d- I mean, <laughs> hold on a second.
2: I just want to know why you would need to act out of a paper bag. It is not a good venue. Yes, don't worry you... about the little one. He's never been particularly good with metaphors,
1: says Jellico,
2: <laughs> juggling
1: pins <laughs> and knives.
2: yes. He's good at security, but he's never been particularly sharp where it counts. Thung, thung.
1: <laughs> Flings a knife, sticks into a post right by where you're
3: coming from. And unfortunately, Jellico, your uh, slowness of language proves why you've always been a capering buffoon more so than the public speaker that some of the others might claim uh, honorage towards. Oh, I am struck down.
1: And he catches one of his knives right in front of his own chest and tumbles backwards doing several somersaults, landing on his feet to the delight of
4: the audience. And you don't recognize.
2: give him any ammunition, guys.
4: <laughs> yeah, the professor's yelling at the car. He's a hack! <laughs> oh, stop. Don't encourage him. He's a hack!
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then...
1: We see Victor Volcano and he's just like
6: Uh yeah, uh this is the real deal, folks. <laughs> what we've got here is a real show. Now I understand that recently you were entertained by uh these little clowns. No offense, Jellico Bounce Bounce, but what we have here is the real deal. And I want you to understand you're gonna be impressed. <laughs>
2: And it he always turns me on when he opens his <laughs> mouth like that
0: it's yeah my better Claude wish. just
3: shit himself very literally <laughs> now
2: you fools from the Circus of Wayward Wonders these people here are wondering if they actually got their money's worth
1: yesterday. Somebody in the audience goes, We did. It was really nice. We, they, they, <laughs> Thank they, you. Their excitement met their anticipation or whatever the mechanics are for that. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> and you got a knockdown, dragout fight, too. That was pretty good, huh, folks?
3: <laughs>
2: but why don't we do
1: an old fashioned circus tradition? Of performance duel. Oh, where'd you get those ninja bombs? <laughs> so, what they are challenging you to is a known phenomenon in the circus community. Yes. Where
4: all of us nodding and acknowledgement. death? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who can beat their audience members to death quicker? <laughs> We're well we got seen. this
2: one in the bag, guys. Don't <laughs> worry. Andre,
4: I mean,
1: depending
3: on, depending on how tough they are, you guys got pretty <laughs> fucked up the last time you tried to tangle with the audience. <laughs> okay. It's like audience of methods. We'll be fine.
1: So this is a, quote, time-honored tradition among traveling performers. Performance duel pits rival acts against each other one-on-one in front of an audience for the most applause. So, you know, the the town, uh, the mayor rolls out the town's applause meter and you guys are going to get set up. Now, they, Victor Volcano, looks directly at Andruk and he says,
6: All right, what do you say, huh? You're sharpshooting up against some of my fire-breathing.
1: Daring Danica looks at Eugene and says, You are still
6: too soft on your animals. I will show you what you do with
1: Obedience and Leandris sits down next to her, eyes right on you. And then Jellico bounce bounce. Makes eyes (laughs) say
4: that say that again. Hold on. Uh, No 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 no. Say that again.
1: Uh, yeah, say that again. Look at me. Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Jellico Say the name, Sam. It's in the book. Say it. Read it aloud.
4: Come
1: on. And then Jellico Bounce Bounce. (laughs) Looks right at the professor. Gives you a real mean
2: eye. (laughs) Staring in three directions.
4: (laughs) How about
2: how about you, Short Stuff? Let's go. I'll be juggling. Don't know what you'll do. The magic or something, you little nincompoop. <laughs> Tongue lolling out of the side of his mouth like a golden retriever. Oh,
4: God.
0: I
2: get an extra big serving of food because so much of it falls out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I see. They finally getting rid of the feedback. <laughs> no, it <sounds> that <laughs> Holy cow. Hmm, what is this shepherd's pie?
4: <laughs> Holy cow! <laughs> Holy cow! <laughs> Holy cow.
1: <laughs> okay, so to to let y'all know <laughs> oh. how this will work, they have challenged each of you to an individual duel. Each of you who is participating will resolve the outcome of the one-on-one duel with a performance check. That DC is set by the performance DC of your rivals from the Celestial Menagerie. The people who aren't directly performing can't interfere in these duels, but each hero can try to build up their own performance check by first attempting a DC-15 uh, check with a different skill. It can be acrobatics, athletics, diplomacy, thievery, whatever, to try to like hype up the audience. And then you're just doing a performance check. It's not the performance like of your act. Now, a success at that first check, which is DC 15, grants you a +2 circumstance bonus on the performance check. Uh, critical success adds +4, but a critical failure imposes a minus two circumstance penalty. So you do not want to get a s- critical failure. If, you, if neither of those happens, then it, 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 there's just no impact. Once all three individual contests are complete, there will be a little bit of a group act where the three of them go up against the three of you. So y'all can take a moment and think about what you want to do for your act in this improvised setting you are on a town street, you have access to props or materials that you think you'd be able to easily find in town, as do they, that is what's happening.
0: All right, let's huddle up, let's talk this over. All right, so my first thought is how awesome this is gonna be. We're gonna just (laughs) impress everyone. My second thought, we may not do that and that's okay. Uh, you know, I, I think that's a, it's important to remember that we are we're the underdogs here. But also, you know, don't forget that even even if we win this this duel, that, you know, it's not it's not showing who we are. I think the thing that we I really want to focus on today is not just who wins or loses, but also can we show this town <laughs> and can we show the circus who. Is good. Who is who is doing good in the world? What the hell is he talking? I don't about? know. I'm just trying to do my 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 talk. I, and and Duke is just a mess, and he's gonna fall. He's falling apart. He's very nervous. He never thought this would happen to yeah, him. And it's, it's it's really all right. You just uh, <laughs> calm
4: down. It's yeah, nice. a bit
5: over your skis <laughs> there. It's okay. Okay. I have
4: no idea what's
3: happening. It's, uh, Andrew, you are the greatest archer. I have ever seen that is all you need to focus on right now your job is to be the greatest archer any of these people have ever seen that's all you could shoot the fire breathers
1: torches out of the air is that how that works and you guys know that you're not messing with the other person right it's it's an honest straight-up performance duel as opposed just your performance versus theirs
4: oh what a bad time to be out of level one spells (laughs)
5: <laughs> I mean, what do we have here, folks? Our pants are quite down right now. Um,
4: well, I can do a little old-fashioned sleight of hand.
2: All right. I think we've, we've got that. Good. We've got one out of three acts set. Good. Um, that is where we are going to start. So
1: over in the group of people, Jellico Bounce Bounce is beginning to shuffle some folks out and
2: say, I'll show you some real juggling also use some juggling indeed. Oh professor, if you're ready come this way.
1: What does the professor do? I have an idea, but I, I don't know what it will cost me in rolls. You get a performance check and you get a description. That's it. I can't do a thievery check. Um you can what do, what do you want to do for your what do you describe it to
4: me? What I would like to do is to approach an uh, an audience member in the crowd, put both hands on their shoulder and steal their wallet with my foot. <laughs> Wait, what?
0: What?
2: <laughs> oh, I forgot the professor has his thing with toes. <laughs> no, he
4: likes to- It's a sleight of hand thing. No way, he sleight of hand. Anything. He's just putting his,
5: <laughs> his hands on my shoulders and sticking his feet in my
0: pockets.
4: <laughs> if it succeeds, then he won't, Then they won't have noticed. Um,
1: Rudy, I I think that it, if you want to do it with your toes. It is going to be harder than doing it with your hands,
4: <laughs> but that's not as impressive. of <laughs> feet. <What a beat. laughs> that is a great really? point.
1: No, you are you. So you true. are correct.
4: I'm not here doing is, tricks. I'm here trying to win a contest.
1: Hell yeah. yeah! And this is this is me saying, I want you to design
4: a thievery check that. Well, and this helps me out too because I specifically took something—a feat that helps with <laughs> uh, steal
2: or palm an object. I, it took a feat.
1: Rudy, Rudy, palm being an, an incredibly important word for the applicability of that. But feat. it also says you
4: can steal with your hands. <laughs> I don't see anything in here that says hands, because. I'm not I'm not gonna have a long now, conversation
3: now, about now, this now, right now, now if you're
4: going to make a GM thing about it, that's different. But it does not say hands.
3: It's not a foot thing. It's a GM. Let him
4: use his feet.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: see the professor's toes. If you... <laughs>
4: I'm just so so this is I'm willing I'm willing to retcon what I do. I just would think I just think that would be the most impressive thing.
1: Right. And I'm saying I fucking ben agree. agree. <laughs> All right, we're going to have to cut Ben's mic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> never works. I am I'm telling you that I love that, I think it is fun, I think it is silly. And also, absolutely not, does okay. a you get to pick someone's pocket with your toes on a DC-15 check? And I don't want to make it an impossibly high check, which is what it would have to be to pick someone's pocket with your toes. So really, I just want to preserve a little bit of the realism gotcha. of what, of what you're doing Understood. Right? and picking some, picking someone's pocket successfully with your feet Be amazing. is very difficult. And I am super down for you to pick someone's pocket. I don't want this feet to go to waste, but also that feet is almost, almost certainly written with your hands in mind. Doesn't say it anywhere. That's a good I point, if Rudy. The,
4: I think if the people – I think the good people at Pisa would have put that in there if that's what they meant.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's a good point. Uh, fuck them. And I'm <laughs> – <fine. laughs> <laughs> um,
4: But okay. Well, then, but then my other question is but then we also – we can't fuck with the other circus, right? Right.
1: So yeah, okay. you this thievery check is to like put you in a better position to roll yeah, your performance. All
4: check. right. What's the crowd look like? Is there anyone that like looks like a fancy person in the town or something that I that the professor would um like hone in on then? Um yeah. There <laughs> there's there 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 this for me to roll a one.
1: <laughs> yes, there is someone in town who is dressed a little bit nicer, clothes look a little bit newer, hands look a little bit more manicured.
4: Well, they got any uh, foibles
1: on them or uh, trinkets? Uh, yeah, there's a trinket. You see, like, um, I don't think that pocket watches exist in this world, but, right. uh, yeah. you know, yeah, you see uh, you see cufflinks, okay? Yeah. You see, like, a, a, a ring and bracelet set up that, that clearly match.
4: Okay. Would it be within the realm of possibility that they end up on the professor's cuffs? So describe describe what we see. Okay, the professor, uh, you know, uh, hitches up his waistcoat and uh, and uh, starts uh, kind of touting around the um, the inner circle of the audience like a like an Oxford professor, and is like uh, <laughs> amateurs, amateurs, all of them. Pay no attention to this uh, large clownish fellow, and uh, you know he leans over to a little kid and goes, "Frightening, isn't he?" All clowns are. And uh, he says, but to the true professor of magic and uh, doctor of conjuring, etc., etc., performance is no uh, small feat, even where uh, someone with uh, such hairy feet as mine. And he kind of uh, does a little wiggle with his foot, uh, I'm assuming to the delight of the audience, maybe to their disgust. <laughs> but you there, sir, I seem to have lost my uh, cuff buttons. Would you have a set of links for me to borrow? And in this moment is when I would like him to reveal that he's stolen it during his little speech. Roll that thievery check.
3: Ah, butters.
4: <laughs> I want to, before I do this number, I'd like to just remind you, Sam, that uh, the pickpocket feat removes the negative five penalty for stealing or palming an object. Okay. Not that it matters. Yeah. That does not pass. What did you roll? A 12 total. A 12. So you said... Yeah, that's a three below 15, I think. Yeah. Check out. Yeah, there you go. Fuck it! You know, I mean, like, you know, (laughs) just... um,
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, Rudy, you go up and say, can you help me find my cufflinks? And he says, "Uh, I'll should be okay because you just took mine <laughs> and you hold up your clothes and everybody chuckles about it, but it's not that big a deal. Nobody else saw you take his cufflinks, but he was not surprised. So you don't get the plus two
4: humiliated again.
1: So Jellico bounce bounce sees this failed thievery check. He of course had clocked that you were uh, making this
2: attempt. He goes, Yes, don't worry about it. Uh, He doesn't usually wear cufflinks. That was just an attempt to draw your attention to the fact that he tried to steal them. Oh, forget about it. I'm going to be doing some very impressive juggling. What's the most dangerous thing you people have around here? And somebody
1: brings out an axe. There's a butcher knife. He's got his bowling pins, not dangerous, but, you know, just for some flair. And uh, he just begins chucking them up in the air and juggling. He can do this every day, different weights, different size things. He begins pulling various objects from inside of his robe, his colorful motley. And, you know, he just adds, he's doing three things. He's doing four things five things are up in the air. An axe, a knife, a bowling pin, an apple. He plucks up a book that somebody is holding in the audience around them. And then he pulls another colorful ball and it's six things. And then he starts to, 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 to waver, to waver. And then he reaches into his pocket. He pulls out a billfold and he throws that up. And now he's got seven things in the air and he's doing it really smoothly. He pulls out a uh, dog bone. He pulls that out of a dog's mouth and there's eight things in the air. And he's like, oh, 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 can I do this? Can I do this? He pulls out another knife from his pocket and now there's nine things spinning in the air. Uh, a circle of four and a circle of five. It's just, it's blazing. He's an incredibly good juggler. Professor, what is your performance?
4: But that's the bit that I already did, right?
1: No, that was just a thievery check to try to give yourself a plus two on your current performance check. Okay, I got So now you have your performance check. What does your performance look like? Oh, well, that was my act. No, no, no. uh, Mechanically, here's what's happening.
4: You
2: give a
1: performance check
2: where you roll your performance
1: skill. Prior to that, you're allowed to give me another skill check using something relevant. In the book, they suggest acrobatics or athletics or diplomacy or thievery. Right any of these, if you succeed on that, will give you a plus two
4: so if I wanted to do another sleight of hand trick to bring things back for the professor with the crowd and really show old uh jollico jolly jellico hey. bounce bounce, jellico bounce bounce, jellico bounce bounce um, <laughs> what's so funny?
3: the severity of the grave. <laughs> <laughs>
4: If I wanted to do another sleight of hand uh, trick to bring the professor back with the crowd and really show Jellicle bounce-bounce what for, um, the performance check wouldn't work though because I would need to do a thievery check to pass sleight of hand.
1: No, your performance check will cover a thievery thievery performance.
4: Understood. But I can't steal anything from Jellicle bounce-bounce. Uh What, Sam?
1: <laughs> Rudy, <laughs> you can't, you're you not going to affect- No, no, no. I, I, I got it. But if it, you, but if you want to, if you want to- For instance,
4: if I wanted to take Jellicoe Bounce Bounce uh, it says- ends, it, it,
1: end, it ends on the vowel. It ends on the vowel. It's Jellicoe. It's Jellicoe. Jellicoe.
4: Yes. Oh, Jellicoe. If I wanted to take Jellicoe Bounce Bounce's um, pocketbook, I couldn't do that. You could. I could take Jellico Bounce Bounce's pocketbook.
1: Yes, you can take Jellico Bounce Bounce's <laughs> pocketbook.
4: Well then I think the professor will try to take jellico <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: bounce bounces. Why are you pocketbook. saying it's
5: so why are you saying it so slow?
0: <laughs>
4: saying what's so slow? Jellicoe. Bounce bounce, there was. It's just like ear venom, <laughs> it is, isn't it? Well, anyway, let's try taking Jellico Bounce Bounce's pocketbook. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> see if the performance happens. All right, now, now remember, everyone, this is to get Jellico Bounce Bounce's pocketbook. As well. <laughs> but there's no plus two because I failed the thievery check. Yeah. And was humiliated, humiliated publicly <laughs> by by Jellico. Bounce, bounce. <laughs> well, you fucking hear for this episode,
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> names matter. <laughs> We've carried any good favor with you. Fucking eat that, Jellico. <laughs> bounce, bounce. That's a twenty-five performance check. Let's go, 25, professor. Twenty-five
1: performance check. Yes. Tell me what. Okay. It looks
4: like. Okay. So the professor, the professor, um, the professor puts his head into his hand and goes, Ah, dear me, Jellicoe, 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 bounce, bounce. If that is your real name, clown. No, it's a stage <laughs> name. A stage name for a clown, Jellicoe. Bounce, bounce. Well, uh, I suppose uh, as a uh, poor halfling professor uh, that has failed, of course, in front of your crowd and Professor bows at the uh, gentleman who he tried to steal cufflinks from, uh, could you perhaps uh, lend me a few copper pieces uh, from your pocketbook? And so Jellico, in the midst of juggling, starts
1: patting. For his, reaches for his wallet to pull it out and sling it to you. It's not there. He goes for another pocket. It's not there.
4: Oh, dear me. Looks like you're broke. Perhaps I can lend you something. And he pulls out the pocketbook and holds it aloft.
1: And Perfect. Delico's juggling falters, and he drops his items. You have won the performance duel with Delico Pops.
4: Naturally. Oh, thank you,
1: thank you, thank you. And now we see Victor Volcano start to arrange people in a circle. Each one of them is holding a torch aloft. It's a circle about 20, 25 feet across, and everybody is holding up a torch. Now, you have a pretty good idea what is going to happen here, Andrew. He is going to breathe fire and attempt to light all of the torches in a circle. It is a pretty spectacular sight. What are you going to do?
0: I think Druk is a mess right now, and he's not quite sure, but I I think what I'm thinking is maybe try a magic trick. Um, But that's something that I think maybe has to happen all at once. There's gonna be a setup and then uh, prestige. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, do you want to roll acrobatics, athletics? Do you want to roll a skill check prior to try to give yourself the plus two?
0: Yeah, so I think the idea is that I'm hoping to shoot an arrow at a deck of cards and uh, play a little, like, is this your card with Victor Volcano. Nice. That's
4: awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um,
4: Dexterity tricks, baby.
1: Fuck yeah. What does it look like?
0: Yeah, okay. So I think, uh, first of all, Duke needs a deck of cards. So I think he just like looks at the crowd and goes, ah, so um, sorry, I'm new at this. I've, I've, it's my first time in the circus. Um, does anyone have a deck of cards? And somebody says, I got one back here in the inn, just give
1: me one second. And runs in, runs back out, uh, gives you a deck of cards. All
0: right, uh, Vicky, Vicky, Vicky V, uh, come on over. All right, this is a deck of cards. Choose your favorite out of the entire deck, show it to the crowd, and just slip it right back into the deck. I won't look at all. Go ahead. Take all the time you need.
6: All right, no problem. It's going to take me a minute to find my absolute favorite card, which is the Nine of Clubs. Nice try. I'm probably not even going (laughs) to pick my favorite because I am a known person who loves the Nine of Clubs. He reaches into the
1: deck, pulls out a random card, looks at it, looks a little nervous, bad short-term memory, but then he flashes it to the rest of the audience. What does he do with it, Harold? He puts it back in the deck?
0: Yeah, um, he, he hands it, get it, hand it to me.
1: Okie dokie. here you go.
0: And I think this is when Druk's gonna do a thievery check to try to palm that card. Yeah, great. So here we go. Yes, 18 on the die, plus eight is 26.
1: That's a critical success. Give yourself a plus four on nice. your performance check.
0: Killer. All right, Duke's gonna uh, fan out all the cards on a post near the crowd, placing the chosen card towards the center in a place that he knows very, very well. Mm-hmm. Um, he's gonna take 30 paces away from the post and draw his bow. And He's gonna say, well, let the arrow decide. The arrow's gonna do all the hard work for us. Um, pull the bow. And uh, take a shot. Okay.
1: Okay. So, what is your
0: performance bonus? My performance is plus zero, so this will be a harder roll. And you
1: perform in the circus with this, but your trick you're allowed to use attack, right? Yes. Like, like in the form. Okay. So, I want to keep to like the the story of that that they've written and and keep this as a performance check instead of just a straight attack roll. But because you're so familiar with your bowl, uh, with your bow, give yourself. Uh, a plus three on this in addition to that plus four and whatever your, your performance check is.
0: Okay, cool. So, okay, so with plus seven, um, rolled a six, but I'm going to use a hero point, if that's okay, to re-roll this. Ooh,
1: absolutely.
0: Great. Stimulating the economy. Uh, rolled a two.
1: <laughs> oh, no. So here's what I imagine. He's yeah. gonna
5: shoot the fucking bounce, bounce man. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna die.
1: you wanted? Is
0: it? Are you not entertained by this? <laughs>
1: so, so here's the thing. I think that you hit the card, but what's off here is that it's a performance. Tell me what that looks like. Tell me how you fail this performance check while still hitting the card.
0: I think that Drew will be like, "There you go. All right." and then like and he's already really desperately uncomfortable and so he's just gonna walk off stage you know what i mean like he's not like he's just yeah. gonna be like i did it did my job right. doesn't doesn't
1: like doesn't even like present it he's just no, like yeah, hard. yeah i hit yeah, the right yeah, card So yeah. Oh, yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna bounce that's exactly what happens you just don't you don't give the flourish on the presentation and the audience isn't wowed meanwhile victor is in the center of his little group he goes
6: all right, everybody, step back, but not too far because I'm lighting those torches that you're holding up. And then
1: has two batons in front of him and just full 360 lights over a dozen torches standing around him. He wins that performance duel.
3: Ding it. Bring it home. The professor
4: is like running around in the crowd trying to plant booze. In the- <laughs> you know, like, Ooh.
3: Layton goes up to high five on drinking. and goes, an excellent shot is always my friend. <laughs> just like no idea. No idea. What's <laughs> completely going to oblivious to the response. So then
1: we've got daring Donica and she's looking right at Eugene. Just like kind of uncomfortably. Like there's a lot of stuff going on and she's just like eyes just daggers straight at Eugene and she goes and now me and Leandrus will wow you this cat weighs more than 10 men but can land as delicately as a ballerina so I please invite you to bring two stools perhaps two stools made for your tiny children If none can be found in stools made for normal-sized people, that I will then have my gigantic lion climb upon and jump from one to the other. And Eugene, you know this trick. You've seen this kind of business before.
5: Eugene, what are you thinking about? What's Eugene doing? Eugene hates this trick. Eugene's seen it probably a hundred times. And Eugene thinks that Leanders is actually a good animal. And that Danica's kind of just forced him into submission on this, and it it hurts him deeply to watch it every time. And what is Eugene preparing for his performance duel? So Eugene is going to go over to Layton, and he's going to be take him just aside quietly. He's be like, "All right, Layton, I really would prefer for us to not walk away with this with some egg on our face." And normally. I had a bullpen to animal friends that could help me out, but we're in a bit of a tight spot here. Do you think that there's any way you'd be cool with maybe letting me do a sort of performance kind of trick with Claude?
3: Leighton sort of uh, turns back, looks at Claude, like beckons him over with his head a little bit, and Claude canters over, and Leighton says, "Uh, Claude, our friend Eugene has a question for you. He's wondering if you would help him perform, and and do right by our circus and our family. Would you be willing to help him? And Claude looks down at Eugene and just spits right in his face with a big which is like a kiss for horses. <laughs> which obviously Eugene knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, duh. <laughs> Alright. Uh, yeah, so he's down. Yeah, go off.
5: So as Eugene clears the love spit off his face, he will kind of pitch the following to Claude. Eugene's going to be like, all right, Claude. Layton's told me that when you get prepared to march into battle, there's a little ditty that sometimes folks sing and it gets you all kind of riled up. And my guess is none of these people has ever seen a horse do interpretive jazz dance. (laughs) So what I think we're going to do, I'm going to sing your favorite song and you, are just going to dance however that song inspires you. And just know that there's no right and wrong moves. This is just about expression. And I don't even (laughs) care, Claude, if people don't like it or it's not good. Because for me, I just want Danica to see what it looks like when an animal does what an animal wants to do. Does that sound okay, pal? He spits in my face again. (laughs) <laughs>
0: all, right,
1: all right. All right. Morgan. That was lovely. Give yourself uh give yourself a plus two on this roll.
5: And I'm rolling this as nature, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, that, that's the that's this handle animal is the nature here, right? Yeah. Correct. So nature is nature is what you'd roll.
5: Yep, yep. Um so it's a twelve on the die. So fourteen plus 7, 21 Twenty one. Yeah, you lock in that plus two for your performance
1: check. Uh, I'm gonna do something similar to what I did for Harold here because this is very similar to the nature check that you would roll to like do what you've rehearsed with Oscar. Oscar. You're singing this song, which is a different type of performance, but you're communicating with the animal. So I'm gonna do the same thing. Give yourself a plus three on that roll. In addition to the plus two, plus five cumulative to whatever your performance is on your sheet.
5: Got it. So total, what am I looking just to make sure I'm on the same page?
1: You're going to add plus five to whatever is on your sheet next to performance. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> <laughs>
5: that's a 15 on the die. Fucking A, man. Uh, Fucking a. A, a. So that's going to be a plus five for 20. And then my performance is one. So 21.
1: Twenty-one. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Fuck
5: yeah. Absolutely. So, and Claude is strutting.
3: <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Claude is a Clydesdale, so like all of the little like tufts around his hooves are like flouncing out like bells on a uh, on a flapper dress kind of thing. And then like yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like Eugene is just
5: like hardcore hype man in the background. Just a little goblin. Just... <laughs> yeah.
1: So this is
2: full
5: Budweiser horse
1: doing dressage <laughs> prancing around this group. They've never seen anything like it. They're absolutely loving it. Donica is trying to get her lion Leandrus to jump from one stool to the other and she overestimated the quality of the furniture in this town and as it pushes off from one stool to the next it just collapses underneath it and no matter how delicate dainty and agile this lion can be it basically just falls and doesn't make it to the 10 feet to the other uh to the other stool you win this duel eugene there is one more part to this We are going to be doing a group duel. One of you all will be leading this performance check. Everybody else can attempt to aid, all members of the
4: party. Human centipede. My God. Lips on assholes, gentlemen. Lips on assholes. I call the front. Not all human. the middle. (laughs) Claude, you too, you too.
1: They're all going to start
2: <laughs> gathering
1: up. Having lost two of these three duels, they're going to start getting together, gathering up, and they are challenging you to a group <laughs> duel. Again, to resolve this, one of you is going to be the lead, and you are going to te- attempt another performance check. The other heroes, the rest of you in the party, can attempt to aid as normal. You're going to be rolling the same skill, or if you make a really good case for it, you're going to be rolling another skill. It is DC 20. Here I should mention, the DC decreases by one for each hero's success in the one-on-one duels, or by two for a critical success. You'd have to roll a DC, you'd have to roll 30, which I don't think anyone can do on anything right now. And the DC increases by two for each critical failure. Right? So if you roll below a 10 on performance, you're hindering the performance. Stop
4: helping me.
3: Stop it. Stop helping me. (laughs) So we have a, so it's an 18, DC 18, all told.
1: Yeah, DC 18. And I'm going to say that anybody in the crew can uh, attempt to run it. Not just the person who, not just the three people who were doing this. I want to get y'all involved.
4: Andrew, take the wheel. Come
1: on,
3: dude. Ben, do you have a thought? No, I've got, I've got shit for performance. It, okay. it objectively should not be me. There's just okay. I. Le- Layton has an idea. Layton has an idea. So Layton gathers all of you around and says, "Okay, um, um, it looks like this," and he opens up one of what you all know to be his his legal journals, right? But like scrawled across some of his old notes on like tort law and the River Kingdoms. There is a, like, diagram of this, like, crazy, what I think in our world we would describe as a, like, cheerleader inverse pyramid. And he's showing it to all of you, and he says, I- I've been working on this for a little while, but I've been a little embarrassed. The idea is that as a finishing finale moment, all of you leap into the air, and I catch you with my own air, my, my power there, and I lift you as you create some sort of pirouetting moment a final physical experience and view and in that moment you levitate just for an instant in the uprush of winds i think it's physically possible sounds good okay so i'm going to
1: say that i'm going to say that acrobatics can be rolled to aid in this performance
5: check and s- sam i am unfamiliar with how aiding works in this game in this version of the rules i'm sorry yeah, in the old game, it was DC 10. Easy, right.
1: crush it every time.
5: Yeah, In this one, DC 20. DC 20, but you choose the role relative to how you aid, right? So I'm adding, in this case, an acrobatics score to it. Usually, you would just be rolling the same thing that he rolls, which would be performance.
1: Got it. Okay. I am saying, given what Cole has described, I'm willing to accept an acrobatics as an aid here. Oh, fuck, yes. But we okay.
5: subtract if we
1: don't if you get below a ten, Your you health. subtract. Your help, or rather, is not you helpful. you 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 increase the DC. <laughs> right. If you
5: succeed, you decrease the DC. Okay. By what? Fuck yeah! I mean, Eugene's all in on this.
4: Hey Sam, I just sent you a text message on uh, Signal. Jesus.
1: Uh, yeah. A quick question. I see I it, know. and the answer is absolutely. Go for
4: it. <sighs> all right. Um, the professor approaches Leighton and says. A capital idea, Leighton. A capital idea. And uh, I think if we were to put it in writing and in his hand appears a small contract. Uh, Leighton leans
3: in. And on the
4: contract, Leighton, on the contract, it literally says everything you just described as the act. With the only addition being, I agree to perform the act that you describe after that to the best of my ability your full name at the bottom
3: my, my name yeah hey Sam can I roll a <laughs> I'm, gonna... <laughs> I'm gonna pitch you this um lore legal <laughs> yes
1: yes absolutely absolutely if you have lore legal you can roll that I do um
5: uh, just uh, If you're at home watching this, uh, it is perfectly normal for you to be wondering what the fuck is going on.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. One half of us uh, are
5: also in the dark, folks. Don't <laughs> worry. That's a uh, 20 total.
1: 20 total? Wow. Uh, yeah, so Go for it, So For a 20 total, you're looking at this and you're thinking about the way that it was developed and popped out. You're connecting this with the professor's familiarity with the demonic but it doesn't quite fit right and you're like oh this is a diabolic edict which if you agree to the contract will grant you some boons and if you stray from the contract will give you some negatives but this is the professor being like I can help you out if you're committed it is not it is not necessarily evil and you know as a lawful lawful this is diabolic not demonic it's not essentially chaotic it is in fact essentially like lawful it's, no, it's agreeing
5: to do it it's uh, fundamentally helpful <laughs> last time i checked my <laughs> mind
3: swift perusal of the contract.
4: <laughs> I just imagine I just imagine Eugene plucking the contract and walking around with it like drinking
0: uh, it, like
5: this is what we call a good deal, everybody.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I think Leighton looks around really quickly and sees himself in the middle of a town square, which is a, a, an environment he's very comfortable with and where he has practiced law for his entire life and he he feels just like a shiver. And he looks across at the professor, and he's kind of like rubbing his forehead. And all of the, where a normal person would be sweating bullets, he's just raining bullets.
0: Um, <laughs> yes, and he's like yes, wiping
3: yes. his eyes. <laughs> and he's like, uh, professor, I, I must ask, how did you come to be in possession of, of such an interesting legal document?
4: And the professor looks at the contract, looks back at Leighton, and goes, "I really, I really don't know." No and just and just hands it straight forward at Leighton.
2: Oh, girl, go fucking, Rudy,
1: hero point, hero point, Rudy, hero <laughs> point, that is, that's good, that's fucking good, Rudy. Oh, for this and whole bit, for this
3: whole bit, Rudy, yeah,
1: that, uh, yeah, Rudy, hero
3: point, hero point. Thank and point. You. I'm so glad that you have earned something out of it, because Leighton <laughs> shocks it with electricity from his hand in an attempt to destroy it.
4: You're the GM, Sam. If it gets destroyed, that's up to you.
1: You tell me, Rudy. Does it get destroyed? No. If someone says no?
4: No. No, it's yeah, rem- it, it remains.
3: Then it, the lightning plays over it and Leighton backs away and says, I appreciate good writing. And I especially appreciate writing that holds two bargains at the same time in equal balance. However... There are ways of enforcing that that I believe in and there are ways of enforcing that that I do not and that is a way that I do not believe in enforcing it so thank you for your offer, Professor but I think that we have the talent among us to achieve our ends by our own means
4: The Professor looks at Leighton and says I understand I think you should say yes I appreciate
3: your concern but I see what I see
5: and leans over to a random passerby in this crowd. <laughs>
3: what the fuck is happening? I don't know what's going on.
1: <laughs> well, you, were, you earned yourself a hero point. That, that, that's good work. That's good character. Eugene work,
4: uh, is gonna like lean that. over to Sven and be like,
5: I'll fucking sign it.
4: <laughs> I'm anything. And so with that, the contract bursts into flames, and there's a voice coming almost like a whist from the smoke that goes, Very well. We wish you luck in all of your future endeavors. Who the fuck was that?
2: Oh, (laughs) God.
4: Oh, oh. And the professor, the professor, like, doesn't realize, but the whole time he's actually, like, been super, like, tense and rigid during this and just collapses.
1: Oh, man. I don't know about you guys. I'm ready to blow chunks. (laughs) Let's find out what happens with this duel. Hats hats off, guys. Nice work. Nice work there. That was really good. That was a lot of fun. Fucking A. Good pitch. Okay. So these fools are definitely gearing up for their big number. Y'all may or may not have a sense of what it is. Y'all know what's about to happen. Jellico is going to start juggling some fire sticks. They're not going to be lit. Victor Volcano is going to do that. He's going to blow fire, light him while they're in the air. And then Daring Danica is going to send Leandrus jumping over Jellico's head through the ring that he makes with his fire sticks. It's a dangerous stunt, one that has hurt Leandrus in
3: the past. And we are ready to counter. Alrighty. What's it look like, Cole? So is anybody going to roll to aid? Just so we know what the DC Certainly, is. Certainly, I'd be For happy sure. to
4: do an acrobatics roll.
3: So I think Leighton, like, gathers everybody around um, and gets on top of Claude. Actually, no, he should be low. He should be low. Yeah, he stays down, but, like, braces himself against Claude um, and begins to summon wind into his hands, and that's the prep moment.
0: Mm-hmm. I rolled a 20 to 8.
1: 20 is an 8. Reduces the DC by 1.
4: Maddie, 20 on the die.
1: Critical success reduces the DC by two. I uh, I'm I rolled a 16 all day. 16 know. all day, uh, that is a fail, not a critical fail. So that is going to subtract three from the DC.
3: You are looking at, I'm gonna tell you, DC 15. All right, and so as they leap above him, Leighton uses his last focus point for the day and casts Pushing Gust and shouts out, what? The problem with them is no matter how they start, they can never finish with a bang! Um, and shoots <laughs> his hands up in the air.
2: The common problem amongst men ages 25 to 32. <laughs> 32? It's, it gets better?
3: That is a natural 20. A that's Holy
0: cow!
3: 27. Let's fucking go.
0: <laughs>
3: and then
1: is a critical success.
3: (laughs) So what's it look like, dude? So as all of them, like, leap up, Leighton braces his back against Claude and says, as we've practiced, on three, one, two, three, ha! And Claude, like, braces for him, and Leighton catches them in this massive gust, and only raises them about five or ten feet in the air. But as they're doing whatever they're doing, Leighton just holds them there for a second before gently lowering them down to them. Awesome.
1: And it is so impressive watching this that the other act, it goes off without a hitch and nobody cares because all eyes are on y'all and the crowd loses it. Now Jellico, Donica and Victor just sort of slink off, licking their wounds. Victor's like,
6: I mean, that, w- that was nice. That was <laughs> That was nice. They've gotten better. Like, that's improvement. And, you know, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm on their team, but, like, improvement is improvement.
2: Angelico was like, that was good. Uh, I uh, I love juggling. And-
0: <laughs>
3: State your
2: first principles, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and Danica's like,
1: those
6: fools, they best us. They embarrass us in front of these tons of people. We We'll have our revenge,
2: and Jellicoe's like, "I, I, I'm well. I mean, we're gonna, we're gonna come through town and make a bunch of money. Like that, that, there's enough. There's enough, is the thing." Uh,
1: and they slink off, having this conversation about the nature of capitalism. <laughs> the three of you, or the five of you, are in town, the Hoftons. Recently traumatized. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Are no longer there. They took it upon themselves to head home yeah. and not stick around. Um, actually, I think that we're just gonna. <laughs> we're probably just gonna. We're probably gonna split.
6: Mom, just let's just go. Let's just go
1: home. God, I don't want to be here. We already saw the circus. No, we didn't. They were in prison for that. <laughs> um, so they're no longer there. No sweat about them. What do y'all want to do? The town is cheering you.
3: The town is cheering you. It begins to die away. What do y'all want to do? You guys want to keep tracking down the those two brothers, or do you want to head back to camp?
5: Where's everybody at?
3: Clayton's pretty tired.
5: I'm pretty weak, but...
4: Uh, I feel very drained.
5: suppose we should probably go back to camp.
4: Yes. We've been through a lot today, gentlemen. I feel we ought to perhaps go back to the Circle and uh, sort things out.
3: It would be good, especially considering they're, well... The menagerie is in town. That that poses a danger for some of our folk, ourselves, not least among them. It might be good to
4: circle up and discuss. Indeed. But let's pass out some uh, passes to our next show to the crowd. <laughs> yeah, we
3: we absolutely fucking
4: crushed it. Good call. <laughs> Takes some time. Just to like, yes, please come back. Come see the show again. <laughs> hey, man. Every hundred flyers you give out, only ten people are gonna come. So you gotta keep putting them out there. Amen, dude. Amen.
1: You're heading back to camp.
4: Back to the wagon. What does that look like? Oh, it's a pretty camp wagon. <laughs> I think Druk
0: is, is like describing and- <laughs> things that happened during that whole event like back to everyone he's like yeah and then claude started like dance prancing and everyone was like whoa and then and then like and he's just going on and on he's just like fanboying out there
2: wasn't one security incident the entire
5: time because i was providing security so (laughs) (laughs) i think that eugene is like particularly curious about the contract so i think he's going to go up to layton first when he has like a more private moment be like why didn't you sign
3: Uh, because I believe that a contract should be followed and then I would have to follow it but not everybody believes that and to force something on someone with supernatural means of enforcement is not what contract law was meant to create and so I can't be a party to such a thing
5: but Didn't you want us to succeed?
3: Of course I did. But I also knew we would. Then why not just take the extra help? Because help comes with consequences always. You know this, right? The way that you choose to help an animal is with kindness and guidance and friendship. As opposed to the way that the tamer at the menagerie treats her animals. This is the difference, in my opinion, between a devil's contract and a contract between mortals.
5: Well, when I looked at the contract, it looked like the only way we could break it is if we didn't try our best.
3: Yes, but somebody else wrote it, and they wrote it for a reason, which means us succeeding there benefits them. And if they have a supernatural means of ensuring that benefit and all else that it entails, I am not certain that I want my success to be a small part of their success.
0: And then Leighton was like, whoa! <laughs> then again,
5: there were no security incidents. It was
2: all very, very thrilling.
3: I love that. I love that. And I think, think Leighton just signs it off. With, it was so exciting to see what you did with Claude. He was so happy to do it, and you brought out a real joy in him. So thank you. He would get so few of them.
5: Oh, Yeah, he seemed pretty happy.
3: This dance was dope. He is a gentle and free spirit.
2: Gentle. (laughs) (laughs) He's back to the horse stomping a man to death. Yeah, He's got a couple couple feet away from (laughs) God.
1: A few Ks to that horse's name at this point, but um, it's neither here nor there. So y'all are settling back in around your campfire, and then Jaren, one of the circus roustabouts, comes up to y'all, and he's like, I, hey, hey, guys. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I can't find. I can't find Petey. Um, he's he he's gone missing. Um, he, he we saw we saw him last over on the on the east side of camp. Um, but I, I don't know what's going on. He, he he was over there. He was looking uh for Marty, and and Marty's gone missing too. And I I don't I don't know what's going on. But um, I don't want to I don't want to check this out on my own. Do you guys mind? Running over to the to the east side of camp, just seeing what you see. I know you just got back. It's got to be a big day or something like that. But do you mind just checking it out?
5: Yeah, huh. anything for PT. Petey.
0: <laughs> Petey's my guy. I hope he's okay. I'd be devastated
2: <laughs> yeah. if uh, there was a security incident with PT. <laughs> yeah,
5: and
1: PT is, PT is a solid, solid dude. He's a solid. He's a young. solid nine.
5: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Petey's the kind of guy that, like, everyone's happy to see. Oh, yeah, Petey. Yeah, and you want to know why everyone's happy to see Petey? Because he gets lost a lot. (laughs) That that is true, but that's not why. It's because Petey's happy to see them.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Because he gets lost a
1: lot. He's one of those people. He's just always... A little enthusiastic about the fact that you showed up and you like him and he's missing. Yeah, I mean,
3: kill for Petey, die for Petey. Let's go, boys. Actually,
5: <laughs> kill for PT. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: Eugene slices off his
5: right arm and goes, I'm not putting it back on until we fuck fucking Petey. <laughs> blood,
3: for cereal, blood for Petey, for he is my right arm. <laughs>
1: so Laren leads you over to the horse corral on the east side of camp uh it's not too far from one of the practice rings and uh there's a group of scattered boulders on the far side and he's like all right he he went he went missing over there Marty was over there first uh and then Petey went looking for him and I'm not trying to add Laren's name to that list you know what I'm saying so like uh, if you guys, if you guys don't mind, like so that. So Marty's Marty.
4: missing
5: too. Marty's missing too. Petey went to find Marty. Petey is our focus, though. So let's Kate, let's stay on <laughs> track here.
3: Marty's Marty okay. and I have never seen eye
5: to eyes. So. Laser focus here, boys. M-
1: Marty's not a bad guy. He's just quiet. You know. <laughs> it,
6: it's
3: yeah, not, you
5: never I mean, know where just... you stand with Marty. That's what makes a relationship difficult with him.
1: <laughs> well, that's what's so heartbreaking because, like, when you when you get to know him, like, he loves everybody. He's got he's got a heart the size of a house, uh, not in the literal way, like his old man, who you know, God bless, but God you know, bless, right, But it's God a two about, ways yeah.
5: street, you know. You know, got yeah. to give what you get too. So, yeah. not you know, oh, yeah. can't fully absolve Marty of this. But no,
2: oh. Marty,
1: Marty, he's just such a sweetheart, and that's why Petey loves him so much, but nobody else knows it.
2: <laughs> so help me God, if Marty had a handed Petey going missing, oh, it's <laughs> over for him.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely, but it's not the case. It's absolutely not the case. In any case, yeah, they went that way.
2: Um, by the scattered boulders.
1: Yeah, by the scattered, by the
3: scattered
2: <laughs> yeah, boulders. They're all out of formation, <laughs> I noticed. Very, very strange.
1: Yeah, as we, as we say in common parlance, uh, they're over there by the scattered boulders. Yes,
2: um, I, I mentioned that when you said it, so I made note of it. See, so I've got my notes here for my investigation. And he holds yeah, up, no. PT, missing <laughs> notes, scattered boulders, Marty. With Marty, Suspect.
4: question mark?
2: <laughs> so
1: uh, that he points you in that direction. As you head over, or do you head over?
3: No.
4: No, we no, go to but, bed. But, no, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> <You know, laughs> you know, Papa Brew. Yeah. A no, yeah, we head over. Yeah. All right, give me perception yeah. checks. There you go. Natural one. Natural
0: one for me too. 27.
4: Twenty seven.
0: Eighteen. Nineteen. Good to see someone cares about PT. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah.
4: So well, the, the professor, professor and Eugene are looking for Marty. <laughs> <laughs> the professor and
1: Eugene are being like yeah i don't really understand contract law either
2: <laughs>
4: uh,
1: and the other three people are looking for Petey. what you find instead of Petey is you start looking at these scattered boulders and you're like that that boulder doesn't look like a boulder that boulder looks kind of like pd a rooster what and
0: that, that boulder doesn't make any sense it's a gas that- leak
2: in his apartment
3: it's no longer making sense Somebody call Bree
6: (laughs) And that boulder That boulder looks like a
1: cow
3: Oh no Oh dear Oh fuck off That boulder looks like the bottom half Of a person These better not be gorgons and basilisks My motherfucking man
2: (laughs) It's a rather anatomically correct boulder that we're looking at here.
1: (laughs) And then over the top of one of these scattered boulders, you see the head of just an evil-looking, big-beaked, huge-fringed,
6: bat-winged-looking rooster coming up over the back
1: of one of these rocks. And it sees you and it just goes. Yeah. <laughs> PD, Barney, and that's where we're gonna leave it this week. Oh, no, come, come on! Goodness, <laughs>
6: <Stop>. <laughs>
1: good session, I gotta help you find PD. My God, that's
6: not the
2: only thing I have left. PD <laughs> better
3: not be those two words. <laughs>